three, two, one. Oh, yeah, baby. You went all the way around the world because you had tickets to some of the finest rugby being played on the planet in the Rugby World Cup taking place in Japan. If you didn't know it was going on, you do now. Did you go back and listen to our Rugby Digest a couple weeks ago? Well, go back and listen to it because now you're going to be able to get another edition of our Rugby World Cup recap, baby. That's right, the man's game. They don't need any pads. They don't need any helmets. And they don't need any forward passes, god damn it. So we're going to bring in our resident rugby expert, senior rugby correspondent, and sausage hunt legend, Kowski. How's it going, buddy? Nastrovia, Johnny. It's going great. How about you? Nastrovia. Great. I'm glad we finally got done with the with the pool play. And now we're gonna get right down to it. An eight team knockout to decide everything. So lots of cool things happen, lots of crazy things happen during the knockout round. And you're gonna give us a recap of the things that happened and the things that are coming. So how we doing in the rugby world cup, Kowski? Well, Johnny, the uh, the story so far is uh, all things Japan. So, uh, as you know, I think last time I said this is the first time we've been to Japan for the Rugby World Cup. First time we've really been outside of uh, the traditional rugby stronghold. So, uh, we're in Japan, and Japan is doing the best they've ever done. They got by England, who was previously ranked our England. They got past. Ireland, who was previously ranked number one in the world. And then on Sunday, they had a nail-fighter against Scotland to get through to the knockout stage. And they they didn't just... I mean, they beat Scotland well. They didn't just kind of get lucky and have a fluke. They beat them. Came out and beat them. Yeah, they they were up uh, 28-7 at one point. Uh, Scotland kind of had a little bit of a surge towards the end, but man, they played tough and uh, they, they have got the cr- home crowd behind them. So it's pretty fun to watch. It is. And it's funny that the rugby dudes from Japan totally don't look like your stereotypical, for lack of a better term, Japanese dudes. <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, they've definitely got some guy that was like born in South Africa. And like uh, one or two other guys that have kind of ended up as Japanese citizens, but um, doesn't matter, I guess. They're they've looked good so far. Yeah, and they their their uniforms kind of looked like a kamikaze headband thingy. And I was first looking at, it, I'm like, I wonder what their nickname is. And I was I was assuming it wasn't the kamikazes. I don't know how comfortable they are with the term kamikaze over there, but. You know, it's a fun term over here. But anyway, yeah. what is well, their name? You know, <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that for a couple of reasons. First of all, because <laughs> I used to play with this Japanese guy in college, and he had this really old leather helmet. <laughs> and he looked like a kamikaze when he wore it around. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> but, um, you know, funny you should mention that, because uh, their team name is the Cherry Blossoms, but... Um, they've kind of adopted a new name, and some people have been referring to them as 
Oh, now I totally forgot. Uh, feel free to cut this part out. Uh, <laughs> no chance, man. So they, <laughs> they've been known as the cherry blossoms, but uh, a lot of people have taken to call them the brave blossoms. The brave. Now after, uh, the brave blossoms. I, so, I hope that sounds a lot and, tougher in Japanese. The brave blossoms. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a pretty accurate description. I don't think they really were were into it at first, but they've seemed to kind of, they've, they've seemed to grow a liking to it. And, and I think it kind of fits their style of play pretty well. They're not, like, necessarily overwhelmingly talented. They are talented, but it's not, you know, that's not their strongest attribute. They, they play pretty well as a team, and they're tough as nails. So, they're tough as nails, uh, and they they out technique everybody. What they make up, if they're they might not be as tall as you are, and they might not be as girthy or, or strong as you are, but they know how to leverage. They know how to move their bodies and put them in the right spot to make it hard for them to move, even against bigger dudes. Yeah, like man. those Scotland was a lot bigger than those guys were, but they didn't they didn't back down. They just played tough, and ugh, I'm a fan. They were, they really do. They're they're a good team. So so far, so good. Um, it's the full good story the of the tournament so far. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's going to be, we get to keep seeing them. They keep coming back for more. So we'll get into the the matchups a little later. But they're not done yet. So uh, the other story of Japan so far is that the Super Typhoon Hagigas. A gig this rolled through town last week, and they Whoops. had to cancel some games. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, England and France got canceled, and that was basically for the top spot in the pool. And I guess they basically say that uh, if you can't play the game on that day, then both teams just get a scoreless draw. So basically England got a day of rest, won their pool and has really not even had to play anybody yet. So they're just sitting pretty waiting ready for the next round. Huh. Uh, New, New Zealand Italy got canceled. That wasn't really, didn't have a lot of implications as far as the standings were going to go, but New Zealand got some rest. And another meaningless game, and here's your feel-good story, Johnny. Uh, Canada, <laughs> Canada and Namibia got canceled. So the Canadian team spent time... Uh, Helping clean up from the super typhoon. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's so nice of our brothers from the it north. It was. Oh, oh, that was sweet of them, eh? It was. You know. Well, they. Hey, sorry, we didn't get to play. You know. <laughs> but we're gonna clean up. We'll clean up, yeah. <laughs> get out! Get out! We're not playing today. <laughs> Let's make fun of Canadians. <laughs> Give a big Canuck, a big Canuck following. Um, yeah, of course, in Saskatchewan, yeah. uh, and in the Yukon, so. way up there. <laughs> what up, Yukon? Yukon Jack and Yukon Jill. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So anyway, so if we look at the so as far as, the, so as far as matches that actually did take place, uh, some of the better ones. Japan with their upset of Ireland. As I said, Ireland was uh, number one in the world as of a month or two ago, and they came in and gave Ireland all they could have handle. Um, early on in the stages, we had New Zealand, South Africa, very tight 
very tight match that we could see again here in the uh, knockout stage. Wales defeated Australia in a really tough match. And uh, as we said again, last just over the weekend, Japan had a uh, great match against Scotland. So those were kind of, I think, the uh, best matches in the in the pool play. Okay. So it, it, I bet New Zealand's really mad about taking that tie, though. They're like, man, we don't want to give up a tie in pool play. We just wanted to come out there and outscore everybody 70, 70 to 3 or whatever. I thought there was a – Yeah. Did, did Canada get blanked? What was the, the, the Canada-New Zealand score, like 73 to nothing or something like that? Um, that sounds pretty close. I don't know if it was zero or not, but um, there was a couple blowouts, like – New Zealand and Namibia, or New Zealand blew out Namibia and Canada. Like, the scores were pretty ridiculous. And, and it was like, they put that New Zealand-Namibia score on NBC, like, over the weekend. And I was like, it's really kind of, uh, <laughs> just like a total blowout. It would have been nicer if they put some closer games on. But I guess that's uh, that's what happens when New Zealand plays some cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, the uh, U.S. went home 0-4. Kind of what I expected. They they played some really tough matches, but it's typical with, like, some of these rugby games is uh, once things get away from you late, they just the wheels kind of come off. So, there was a few games where they were close late and just gave up some late scores, and I thought they'd have a chance to beat Tonga in their last match, but it was kind of tough for them. I think Tonga had like six days of rest. They only had three days of rest and uh, went home without a win. <laughs> and and uh, another thing we sh- we need to talk about is a great is a great stat for the where people stand in the World Cup, and that is point differential. <laughs> and if you look at the point differential. Kowski, in this yeah. in this tournament, you got you, the United States sitting at a negative one hundred four point differential, and luckily okay. that's not the worst of the tournaments. That means they got outscored by one hundred and four points in four games. That's, so they that's, lost by an average of twenty five points. They they like they, when you go to the Olympics, and you know like Namibia or. Tonga show up or in something it's usually America beating their ass but in in rugby we're getting the the business end of the point differential a negative 104 but that was better than Russia coming in at negative 141 and believe it or not they were tied with Namibia at negative 141 and the winners <laughs> the and, well but here's the thing Namibia had that scoreless draw or oh, they so would have destroyed it 141 in three games so they lost by like an average of almost what is that uh 47 points yeah that's a lot Okay, did Canada get rained out? Did they? Was it Namibia, Canada? That was the that was the Canada Namibia game. Okay, so yeah, they came in at neg- They came in, and luckily only three games, a negative one hundred and sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> in three games, so, they well would have been well over two hundred. 
negative 200. Yeah, it's kind of tough. These, you know, there's kind of a quick drop-off when you get past, like, maybe the top seven or eight teams in the world. Like, things start to go down, you know, quickly. So, um, you know, there's kind of like the top tier every year, maybe three, four, five good teams. Then there's another three, four, five, like, pretty good teams. And then it starts to drop off kind of quickly after that. So that's kind of why you end up with so many blowouts. <sighs> that's crazy. And meanwhile, down in Pool D, it wasn't really that bad. But it, it looks like that was the lucky pool. Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Uruguay. I mean, like, eh, okay. Yeah. But Fiji, did Fiji have a chance? Eh, they got one win over uh, Uruguay. Uh, no, I think they lost to Uruguay. Maybe they beat Georgia. Oh, okay. So, what was what was New Zealand's point differential? And they only played three games. Keep yeah, in mind, one thirty-five in three games. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they won by an average of what forty-five. Yeah. And so yeah, so I think they hung seventy in two of those games, though. That sounds about right. <laughs> they've been known to do that by far so, the boss battle in this in this um punch out arcade game tournament that we've got going on here you're telling me that america is glass joe and maybe canada is glass joe Ugh. and then there's other teams but if you go all the way up to mr sandman the champion that's where you're going to find the All Blacks of New Zealand, right? They are by far the best team in the world, even though somebody thought that Ireland was the number one team. Yeah. Yeah, coming into the tournament. But like I said, it's just kind of more based on some old old, uh, old games, I think. Now that we've seen uh, the, the rankings have shifted a little bit over here in the last like couple weeks, so... Uh, I think Ireland's down to number four in the world at the moment. But, you know, kind of going back to what you said a minute ago about how the U.S. is usually blowing teams out. And if you ever see New Zealand play, they do a big, it kind of got me thinking. It's like they always do uh, what they call a haka, kind of a, I don't know, tribal dance, pretty intimidating before the match. They usually show it. And it just kind of got me thinking when you were talking about the Olympics, because then what will happen is they'll do that, and then they usually go out and roll whatever team they're playing. Yeah. But then they'll do that in the Olympics, too, when they're playing, like, the USA in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they're out there, like, doing their war dance and, and screaming and yelling, and I'm sure LeBron's just over there, like, laughing before they go out and put a 70-point victory over them. So it's kind of a... I don't know. It's just funny that I'm one that two totally opposite ends of the spectrum for the hockey there. Yeah, and if if we if we had professional football players playing rugby in the tournament, our guys would come up with a dance that's much better and that would just uh, put them to shame. Yeah, know? it'd be interesting to see. I think uh, we we went through that exercise way back in the day where we decided to put together a team with our NFL players, just yeah. me and you on paper. And uh, we pretty much decided that we would destroy everybody in our path. So <laughs> just the, the nature of the game, I guess. Yep. And that's where we're at right now, Kowski. So we've finished pool play. And the top two teams from each pool went into a bracket of eight teams. 
single elimination. Yeah, so, and, uh, you know, as it, as it just so happens, if you look at the quarterfinals, we've got eight teams, and these are the top eight teams in the world, according to the rankings. So, this is really the best of the best, and we've got some great matchups, and I think um, from here on out, we're going to see, uh, you know, this is where things really start to get fun. Yeah. And I'm glad they're going to be on TV, so a few people in America might actually end up watching it. <laughs> yeah, from here on out, all the games are on TV. Uh, all the games are on NBCSN this weekend. A couple of them are live, like in the middle of the night, Saturday and Sunday. And then a couple of the other ones, they're on delay, like during the day on Saturday and Sunday. So set your DVRs. Yep, definitely set your DVRs and... Go ask your local bar owner if they feel like opening up at 5.15 in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> I'm sure. What's that place in Little Five Points? Um, the Doe? No, the Brew House. Like all the, I, all I, the Irish part. Oh, oh, little In yeah, Little yeah. Five. The Brew House? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the Brew House right yeah. there. They used to open up for World Cup games when they were on the other side of the world. Yeah, I've seen a game there, a game or two there before, that's for sure. So, Cheers to y'all if you're watching. Okay, Kowski, you so, want to get into our matchup you ready for? Yeah, so uh, quarterfinal number one is going to be England. They won two teams. They're the number three ranked team in the world right now. And they're going to play the number six team, Australia. And uh, honestly, man, you can't really hope for a much better first-round matchup than these two teams. A lot of history. Uh, these teams have both won before. Australia won 1991 against England in England. And then England returned the favor in 03, beating Australia in Australia. So no love lost between these teams, Johnny. <laughs> the old guard versus the somewhat newer guard. I like this match. So, yeah. Although Australia doesn't have the same kind of team it's had in the past, right? England's should, should uh, No, they're, they're definitely not, you know, what they, what they were when you were watching uh, the George Gregan led Australian team, but um, they're still, they're always a tough out, you know, and I'm sure they're going to bring it, and I'm sure they, they've got this circled on the tail there, and they're going to give everything they got to England, so there's definitely no pushovers, so uh, I expect a good match here. And England's fresh due to their canceled game. They haven't really played anybody yet. So who knows if they're going to be lackadaisical. They've been over there for a month already, and they barely played any rugby. Yeah, they really have not had a, a tough match yet. Like I said, that France game got canceled, which is going to be for the top of the pool. So they're fresh, but I personally, I think that's good. But then I've heard other people say that uh, they could be a little rusty, and just not quite in sync from, you know, not having to, you know, having to bring it up to their A game here all of a sudden. So I guess we'll see, but I think this is going to be a good one. Give me England minus 14 and a half points. Oh, really? No, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, oh. let me see what the lines are here. Yeah. Where do you go to get the, <laughs> Could you place any bets on these in, uh, in Las Vegas? Hell yeah, you can. 
No lines available for this sport <laughs> on this page. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that one I think is going to be on early Saturday morning. So you have to set your DVR for that one. And just go and search for rugby 2019 Rugby World Cup and hit yeah, Record rugby World Series Cup, you'll find them. New. Gotcha. Right. You want to go to QF number two, Kowski? We do. New Zealand, the one pool B and the number one ranked team in the world will be facing the runner-up of the Ireland. Drop down to number four. So, uh, really, I'm, I, I feel like Ireland's maybe limping into this a little bit. This is a, a kind of the worst-case scenario for them. They've fallen in the ranking, and right out of the gate, they got New Zealand. So... Uh, but on the other side of that, they have beaten New Zealand two of the last three times they've played, and I think they won the first time ever in New Zealand that they won a game down there. So uh, by no means is this a, a gimme for New Zealand, but I just feel like Ireland is, is not at the top of their game right now. They better put a chip on their shoulder. And they better come out. I, I, everybody, I'm sure everybody in Japan would love to. Actually, everybody in the tournament would love to see Ireland win. I would say. I think uh, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment, and I think um, even if Ireland's not on the top of their game, I think they kind of play a style that's a little a little frustrating to New Zealand, just a, a little slower pace and uh, grind it out kind of game. So. Uh, apparently it's worked because, like I said, they've won two out of the last three times they've met. So uh, I guess we'll see. And New Zealand here again, they've, uh, they also had that extra week of rest doing the, due to the canceled game. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what Ireland needed to hear. Yeah. But the, so interesting. Okay. So the way this break, bracket breaks down, New Zealand have, could have to play the number four team in the world, the number three team in the world, and then the number two team in the world. Obviously, we've got to see how things play out, but could uh, they could have to earn it, that's for sure. Good. And then... Yeah, well, they're the, they're the two-time defending champs, so we're about to, you know, they want to go for the three-peat. Could we'll you, see. Could you imagine a Japan team coming into the finals? Against New Zealand. That would be epic. Uh, I, I could only imagine what the crowd would be like for that. So we'll touch on that a little bit more here. Okay. Okay. Well, so, you want to go to QF3? Uh, quarterfinal number three is Wales. They won and they're the number two ranked team in the world. And uh, they're playing runner up from France to ranked number eight. So really, I think this is about the best that. Wales could hope for, obviously, because uh, the top eight teams are getting number eight. But uh, expect a close game because France played them to 24-19 as uh, Wales won the Six Nations Grand Slam, basically won the European title and won all five games in the spring. So 24-19, it was a close game. So it's definitely, uh, you know, I would not expect uh, them to just roll through France by any means. And especially France is, again, one of those teams that got the uh, extra rest with the canceled game against England. That, that Wells so maybe not. 
the whales run in the six nations just they ran right through everybody took it home yeah they've actually done pretty well um over the last five six seven years they've won the european championship several times so they are certainly no slouch but i think as we touched on last time they had an injured player or two so uh, they're they're a little under under band, but they're the number ranked number two ranked team in the world. So, how are the Roosters going to do? Well, the thing I would look for here is uh, Maxime Madrad, and he has easily the best chops in the field right now. I don't know if you've seen a picture of him. Google him. He's got some. Yeah, Google Maxime M A X I M E Madrad M E D R A D. And he's got some sweet-looking chops on the side of his face. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. I don't know about the, uh, you know how the rest of the team will play, but they're going to look good doing it. He's got more chops than El Chapo, and Chapo has almost as many chops as Chester A. Arthur. So, Maxime, Monsieur Medrad, s'il vous plaît, has just as good as chops as our 20th president. I don't know what president number he was, but Chester A. Arthur had some mean chops, and so does Maxime Madrad. Don't count them out, though. They could be a sleeper. I, I tell you what, they got, I, I, I got to say, France has some pretty sweet-looking uniforms, too, just like bright white shorts, nice, pretty blue shirts, and uh, the rooster on the shorts. So. Bleu, bleu. They bleu. Le what, bleu. What's their name? Uh... uh the, whatever the French word for roosters is? I don't know that. What about whales? Are they the dragons? Yes. Is that a different name than a soccer team? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I'm always fascinated by the, the de facto team names. And what's Ireland? Uh... Gosh, I should know that. Are they the Shamrocks? Um, I should have done my research better. I that's feel all right. Like that's all right. I used to know these questions back in the day. Yeah, they don't really call them. You know, look, they don't really go. You know, New Zealand's the All Blacks. The All Blacks. South Africa is the Springboks. The Wallabies in Australia. <laughs> so. Uh, the Wallabies, anyway. is that the name? So uh, the All Blacks are also the name of their soccer team, right? Australia, I think, are they also the Wallabies? Are they? No, they're the Socceroos, aren't they? Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I looked up. I looked up some nicknames. You know what the Philippines rugby team is? <laughs> <laughs> no. Los Volcanos. <laughs> Volcanos. The volcanoes. Yeah. The U.S. is the Eagles. Um, yeah. Spain. And as we said... Oh, Wales isn't on here. Damn it. Romania is the Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Hmm. I'll have to go through that list. Yeah, the Wallabies. Okay, Uganda. Uganda is the rugby cranes. Namibia is uh, named after a plan I can't pronounce. And that's about all the ones that I'm going to get right here, Kowski. So, okay, where are we at here? Well, that brings us to quarterfinal number four as the host nation, Japan, surprisingly winning 2A 
they're the number seven ranked team in the world now. Going Where up were they when they started? Uh, I think they were nine or ten, as I recall. And uh, they're going up against the runner-up from Pool B, South Africa. South Africa. The Springboks. And they only raised the Springboks. They lost that game to New Zealand. So they were in a pretty tough pool. So obviously they're still the number number five ranked team in the world, even though they lost uh, or had runner-up to their pool. Uh, they're going to be the favorites here. That's not going to bother the Japanese team, Johnny, because this is a rematch of the 2015 Brighton Miracle, as they say. Oh. Uh, Japan had a really big upset of South Africa here about four years ago at the World Cup. They had just stunned the world. I think they're actually making a movie about it in Japan nice. now. So um, I think I sent you a clip of that. But it was just a, a game that nobody expected them to win. They came out, um, beat South Africa. It really led to kind of an increase in rugby popularity in Japan. And that was kind of part of the reason that uh, the, the whole cherry blossoms are really... Uh, really accepting the term as the Brave Blossoms nowadays. So um, I think this is going to be a really fun matchup, and the crowd is going to just going to be going nuts this weekend. I'm sure. I hope so. I hope. I, when's the last time Japan? Well, I'll tell you what. The yeah, when Japan the women's team won the was it 2011? Well, yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. They were a team. They, uh, they were a team of destiny, and the Brave Blossoms might be a team of destiny as well. Yeah, so although uh, they did play South Africa a month or two ago in the lead-up and lost 41-9, to so uh, I think South Africa is favored by a couple tries here, maybe 14 or 15 points, but, man, do not underestimate the home crowd advantage, and I think the crowd is just going to really be going nuts. The crowd, and uh, they've played so well over the past, few weeks, but I've got to imagine this is a close game. And going back to 1995, South Africa was really not that good of a team in 1995, Mm -hmm. but the World Cup was in South Africa, and they kind of rode the crowd, and the whole, uh, if you've seen the movie Invictus, that was uh, the story of South Africa in 95, and they really were, you know, maybe the number five or six, seven team in the world and, and managed to win the World Cup. So that's going to be a big advantage for Japan. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's Heck yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that one I think is going to be on Sunday afternoon on NBCSN. Like, so you can, you can watch the Watch that one Sunday afternoon after you're done watching your NFL team suck. Out of the night that covers me, black is the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain 
of my soul at the Rugby World Cup, baby. It's Invictus versus Kamikaze in the quarterfinal of the century. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm telling you, I really, just looking at these matchups, I think this is a, this is a great start to the tournament. So, or the, the knockout stage, anyway. Yeah. And, um, you know, Japan, I think this is, I'm kind of hoping that this can uh, help grow the game a little bit more than outside the traditional powerhouses. I think, you know, it's definitely gotten a lot bigger in Japan over the past uh, decade or two. So I'm hoping that this just leads to even more, you know, competitive teams in the world and, and better things to come in the future. Let's hope it's getting a lot of coverage. I hope, I'm sure it is in Japan on local, local in the television. I wonder if there's like a Tokyo newspaper in English that I could just go read the sports page and like some Japanese dude writing about it. That would be sweet. But it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll look that up for our next installment. So yeah, the the stage is set, Kowski. What else do we need to know? Yeah, I'm looking down the line and there could be some really fun matchups in the next round, but we don't need to get into that right now, but um, I'm licking my chops at a couple of these potential matchups. Well, so. like what? Like what? Like what? Uh, well, if uh, New Zealand and England prevail, that would be number one versus number three in the world. That'd be next weekend. And uh, that was the first rugby game I ever really watched was back in 1995 when uh, they played in the World Cup. And it was just an epic game. And uh, I'm sure you've heard me wax poetic about Jonah Lomu before. But um, if you guys are ever bored, take a look at some Jonah Lomu highlight videos. Because he was just an absolute wrecking ball. And it's pretty much like, pretty much just like blew my mind watching him out there. And he like single-handedly destroyed England on this day. He scored four times, was just running over people left and right. (laughs) So if you look up, or you can just look up the '95 England New Zealand, and just get a just get a glimpse of what a terror this guy was. Like, <laughs> he was like six four, had legs like tree trunks, and uh, just a, a, a man among boys. So, and he enjoyed. Uh, he be, really enjoyed running over people. It, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. He had a lot of health problems and. He died a few years ago. Oh, damn. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. He, so his career was a little cut short by health issues. And uh, But, man, when he was out there, he was just a sight to behold. So uh, there's a lot of kind of history between New Zealand and England, so that would just be an awesome semifinal matchup. Uh, the other side's a little more wide open. Wales, South Africa, Japan, and uh, France. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if any of those teams advanced. So uh, I just think it's a little more wide open than normal. And, man, it's it's going to be a fun weekend coming up. Set your DVRs now or just stay up all day and all night. Who knows, man? It's going to be great. Get a chance to watch it. If you don't get a chance to watch it, there's a lot of extended highlights on YouTube that you can go get like the 20-minute version of the game. If you go back and do that to the Japan and Scotland game. Yeah, look up uh, 
Yeah, Japan Scotland's good. I think I found a good video, like best tries of of uh, the tournament so far. So uh, there were some pretty good ones. If you see TJ Perinera, his score against Georgia was pretty nice. There was a behind the back pass, and he was getting uh, kind of thrown out of bounds while he he got one down. Uh, Josh Adams had a really nice try as his uh, teammates stiff-armed some guy in the face and kind of gave him a no-look pass. So, uh, yeah, just look up Best Tries, Rugby World Cup. You'll see some fun stuff. That's right. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to do this next week, I think, because I'm going to get the semi-final breakdown if you're going to be around, man. Uh, I think I'll be available. (laughs) All right, well, we'll leave it there. Go out, expand your horizons. There's plenty of time to watch football and rugby and soccer and the hammer toss all at once. So we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, Kowski. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, hey, that's it. Nostrovia, Johnny. Nostrovia. Kowski.